Welcome to the Quick Mix Podcast. This is a podcast about cooking and baking competitive shows. I'm Q. And I'm M. On your marks. Get set. Podcast! Everybody, this is Q. And I'm M. Two episodes left. We have a finale next week. I'm pretty excited. I'm for... very excited. <laughs> I know you're excited. Because for the show, it's going to be very exciting. But also for us, it's very exciting because we have some stuff planned, don't we? We do. We had a bet earlier this season, didn't we? And it smells like oatmeal. <laughs> this thing is going to cash out for you. <laughs> So, if that does happen I, th- next week, that's going to be the first thing that we do. And I'm getting emotionally prepared to do it. I'm mm. going to eat that oatmeal cookie with dump, dunked in milk for the first time since I was very young. So, I'm getting ready for it. It doesn't look like I'm going to win fantasy. <laughs> anyway, next week, the grand finale of Big Off and Quick Mix podcast. Yes. But we did have quite an episode this week, didn't we? We did. It was oh. stressful. It was very tense. Like, even the music that they played throughout the episode wasn't your normal, like, happy music. It was very tense throughout. And I think that was very reflective of, like, what's going down this episode. Mm-hmm. So, I've always said that my favorite episode of the season is always the semifinal. So, I think it has the most dramatic stakes. Mm. And I think there's a couple of reasons why it's the emotional fin- finale. Uh-huh. So, we just watched the emotional finale of Bake Off. Okay, reason number one, when you get to the finale, you've kind of made it, right? That's it. (laughs) If you make it to the finale, I know there's like a single winner, but if you actually make it there, you're technically a winner. The top three people are winners. Um, Those three people have made it through every episode of the season, and they get to do every baking challenge. Mm. And since there's no like real cash prize to the winner, once you make it to the finale, you're a winner. And then the last loser is determined during this episode, okay? So losing in the semifinal is the toughest loss that anyone will face throughout the season. You're closest to the finale, but you don't get to participate in the the big party, right? The big party episode, the celebration. Um, final reason for this being the best episode of the season, like dramatic stakes-wise, is you see the toughest loss and you see the biggest wins. Mm. Just kind of covered that a little bit. Yes. Going home is the toughest loss, and then you kind of see everybody's hard work pay off when they make it to the finale. Mm. So this is this is the dramatic episode. Next week is a celebration. Yes. Yeah. Yes. All right. Do you think it's tougher going home week nine instead of week one? Ooh, that's hard. I don't know. Probably week one's harder. You think week one's harder? I think they're both difficult, but... I think if you're, like, in the moment, going home week nine is really hard. But, like, a year later or so, Mm -hmm. that baker's going to be really proud of what they did, if not already. That's true. Going home week one, like, you always have that, like, man, I didn't even get to really show off my skills. Yeah. Yeah, that's tough. You do the least amount of bakes. (laughs) Yeah. 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 I don't think anyone wants... Everyone would rather take nine than one. Okay. (laughs) Okay. All right, let's get into the episode proper. 
No intro this week. No intro. Just a bunch of tenth music and no saying this is the semi-final. <laughs> also, like Allison was sick, so she couldn't do the show. Yeah. But it was kind of weird that her voice popped up to do narration. That was <laughs> yeah, <the laughs> like what? <laughs> Obviously, like no can't do the whole narration of the show. And she I'm assuming she got better, so they like they had her come back in and fill in the gaps. But yeah. <laughs> it's like, ooh, it was a ghost of Tasha. <laughs> Not Tasha. Oh. The ghost Foreshadowing. Of... <laughs> <laughs> Allison. The ghost of Allison. Yes. We hear some comments from the baker. Stan says, I'm over the moon to be here. The worst case scenario, I've made it to the semifinals. And that's a very good outlook. Tasha says, I'm so proud of how far I've come. The confidence has given me to believe in myself. It's amazing. Josh says, the nerves are really big. I've never in a million years imagined I would get this far. Oh, I imagined that, Josh. I imagined it for you. <laughs> you were my number one pick, man. And you're you're doing well. There's still time. I mean, <laughs> I mean, okay, we're talking about that. <laughs> Maddie says, week nine, it's so bizarre. I'm looking around at the other three and I'm thinking, what am I doing here? I'm just thinking about what I need to do. I think Maddie thinks that he like He's like, how did I land here? <laughs> you know? I don't think Maddie is as confident in his baking as the others are. I agree. Yeah. He feels I feel like he has like he feels like he has a lot to prove. I think that's a good way to approach it though. Yeah, it's definitely a good way. It's better than being like, I got this in the bag. Yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I'm just gonna coast. But yeah, Maddie Maddie is really working. Uh Mel comes in, he says Allison is sick. And he welcomes the bakers to the semifinal. Shall we do the signature? Let's. For the signature bake of the semifinals patisserie week, the bakers are asked to make financiers, which uh, should be worthy of a Parisian window. The bakers get two hours. We get some notes from Paul and Prue. They say a classic financier is a little sponge cake that looks like a little gold bar, always with ground nuts and brown butter. So, yeah. Even the word financier sounds fancy. It does. Because if you rearrange the letters, it's pretty close to fancy. <laughs> <laughs> and also finance sounds fancy because that's like money. It sounds expensive. Yeah. I mean, gold? Yeah. <laughs> Is that why they call it financiers? Because it's like, like a gold bar? Yeah. Mm. Right? That has to be it. Makes sense. Yep. Um, <laughs> our first picker up is Dan. He is using the alliteration I just made fun of and he's doing fancy financiers. One batch is a pistachio with matcha. Matcha! Which Paul seems kind of <laughs> concerned with because we all know Paul doesn't like matcha. Oh, someone didn't do their homework. <laughs> no. <laughs> but I think... I think he knew that Paul didn't like matcha, but he's going to do it anyway. Mm. Yeah. Because he still thinks it's Japanese week. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> he's like, I'm just going to use a little bit of it. And the little bit of it, it's just going to like... Accentuate the pistachio. Mm. And Paul's like, why use any of it? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, dang, Paul, you're coming off strong on the matcha. So yeah, Dan has something to prove with the matcha. The other one that he has, it's a more classic. It's an orange and vanilla financier. Um, no also jokes that Dan's kind of wearing a matcha t-shirt. Yeah. It's yeah. like matcha colored. Yes. I was like, that is definitely the color of matcha. <laughs> so Dan's in a matcha kind of mood. 
Oh, yeah. Oh, you brought it back. Macho Man Randy Savage came. <laughs> no more of that. Who's at the door? Macho Man Randy Savage <laughs> came to say hi. All right. During judging, they said that his financiers look beautiful. They're very neat. So at this moment, Paul says, all right, everything looks good. He's going to taste it. He takes the matcha financier. He eats it. And he says, hmm. That's beautiful. The matcha hits right at the end. Delicious. And then he gets the other finance, the orange one. He tastes it and says, hmm. And then he takes out his hand for a handshake. <laughs> Paul says, it's like a celebration of citrus. It's the, persic, the perfect financier. So very high praise and Dan starting off really strong in the semifinal. I think that part of the reason why he got the handshake was he made matcha taste good mm-hmm. to Paul. I don't remember if that's happened before, but if it did, I don't think it was up to this level of success. I literally yelled out loud when the hand came out. <laughs> <laughs> what did you say? Matcha! Yes, that is exactly yeah. not what I said. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Dan, uh, Dan doing work here. Getting yeah. a handshake. Yes. With matcha. That's good. That's like, he he gambled and he won. Yes, yes. There were some episodes, I think maybe the last two episodes, he gambled and he lost. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And this time he gambled and he won. Yeah. I feel like overall he's still down. He's but... kind of a gambler, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. But that's what makes him good. Yeah. What was the last episode that he made? Um, I forgot. He gambled on some flavor and they didn't like it. Yeah, that was probably the last couple episodes. <laughs> yeah, that could describe every Dan Bake for the last couple episodes. Yeah. But yeah. Finally paying off. Good time for that to pay off. Good time to get a handshake. Mm-hmm. Great time for a handshake. All right. Up next is Josh. When we see Prue talking to Josh, she asks, how many star bakers has he won? To like, which he replied, one. Prue, that's kind of rude, right? <laughs> but then Prue says, today is your day to catch up to the others. I don't see how that helps, Josh. This comment. Well, she is a judge. Yeah, that's true. And if she's going to give him Star Baker and tell him she's going to do it, then... <laughs> <laughs> what are you saying? Then what are you going to do? Yeah. You accept it. I think it's a lot of pressure, but also it's good to have the, you know, you, you know that narrative is in the, the judges' minds. Yeah. That they need to even up the score. They do that a lot, though. Hmm. They, they did that last season, like before the finale. There was one Baker who didn't get Star Baker. Up to the level of everyone else. And that baker got Star Baker that episode. And they were even going into the finale. That's like a very common thing that happens. Mm-hmm. Hmm. hmm. Okay. All right. Josh is making perfect pudding financiers. And during judging, Paul says that they look good, but they might be a little tall. So we learned that he and Maddie used deeper molds than the other two. Yeah. All right. So the first one that he made was a Bakewell-inspired one with custard-flavored Italian meringue buttercream. Mm-hmm. He said that it's a tiny bit too much almond essence. Paul says it should be a, just a hint, but it's quite overwhelming. Bruce says that it does have that thing she loves, which is slight chewiness. It's nice and moist and soft in the middle. The second one that he made was a hazelnut chocolate and orange with a chocolate Italian meringue buttercream. Paul says that the flavor is delicious. However, the financier itself is slightly dry. It should almost melt in the mouth. Prue did 
say that it does have great flavor. Paul said you can't complain about the flavor. The flavor is good. Mm. So kind of a mixed bag there. I think they're just being extra picky because it's semi-panel. Mm. But I think it did okay. I think it did good. Hmm. <laughs> Too much almond essence. Yeah, I mean, almond essence is like one of those things. You use a little bit of it. Yeah. They may not taste it. You use too much of it. Oh, like overpower. So it will taste artificial. I can definitely taste. Yeah. See that. All right, next we have Maddie. Maddie is making Pick Me Up financiers based on the song Wake Me Up Before You Go Go. Mm hmm. What's the next lyric after that? Nobody no. knows. <laughs> what? <laughs> Wake me up before you go go. No, 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 no. <laughs> yep, nobody know knows. <laughs> <laughs> it's called Pick Me Up and SES because he's using a coffee for one. Kind of flavored like a tiramisu. And the other one is mango, lime, and coconuts. So two very good flavors that Maddie's using. And Paul kind of reminds him, hey, Maddie, you were Star Baker last week. <laughs> 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 They're just adding the adding to the pressure, right? I think so. Because we know that there's like a curse of Starbreaker and there's a lot of pressure for the Starbreaker last episode to perform the next episode. Yes. So, yeah, Paul's just... <laughs> <laughs> During judging, they say his financiers look good, their uniform. However, um, Paul kind of notices that they can they kind of looked overbaked a little bit. They taste the tiramisu financier and they say it has good, strong coffee. Um, but they say, yeah, slightly overbaked, somewhat dry. The mango lime coconut is very flavorful and good, but again, slightly overbaked. Paul mentions that Maddie had a lot of cake, kind of like what we talked about, deep molds. The deep molds. And that if he used like, uh, like a less deep mold or less cake, um, he would have been more successful in the bake. Overall, though, really good. And Paul comments, really good grown-up flavors. <laughs> <laughs> Because, you know, coffee is a grown-up thing. Oh, okay. And I guess so is, like, mango lime coconut. Mm. I don't see how that's a grown-up flavor. Did you think it could have been in reference that Maddie is not a grown-up personality? Oh, they think of him like a kid at the kid's table? Yeah. Yeah. They're like, good job, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah good job, son. Like that. Yeah, yeah. Good job on using these grown-up flavors. Yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Maybe. Hmm. Hmm. All right. Finally, we have Tasha. She's making fancy fruit and nut financiers. A lot of the use of the word fancy. Yeah. Yeah. Paul says that he likes the molds that she's using. They look like miniature coffins, the sort of thing that Noel would lie in. That was my funniest moment. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Imagining Noel, like, I could definitely see, like, a miniature Noah hanging out in one of those coffin modes. She should have put tiny, tiny knolls on top of her financier. Oh, she already played that card last week. I know, but <laughs> yeah, she, made the, she made the train look like it's him. winning. It's winning. Yeah. <laughs> if it ain't broke. <laughs> All right. During judging, at first glance, Prue says that they looked lovely. However, second glance, it looked like she dropped one or two of them. Rut roll. Yeah. Paul says they look rough. For the first one, it was a coffee and hazelnut with chocolate ganache. Prue says it's absolutely delicious. Melts in the mouth. The ganache is really luxurious and decadent. Paul says that the flavors are spot on. And more importantly, the bake is perfect. The second one was a pistachio sponge with raspberry Swiss buttercream. 
Prue said that she loves the raspberry and pistachio together. The sponge is just that little bit of resistance. Mm. However, Paul says it's gone slightly overbaked and it could have been neater. So if she could have tidied up those few things, I think she would have been off to a great start. Yeah. Yeah, I think so too. Kind of a mixed bag for everybody except for Dan. Yeah. <clears throat> Dan the man. So at this point, though, do you think that Dan is miles ahead or just a little bit ahead of the others? I think he's just a little bit ahead because they're just being overly critical because it's a semifinal. They have to be critical. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so Dan says, that went better than expected, didn't it? With a big old smile on his face. <laughs> Smiley Dan. Josh says, Dan's done amazing. He doesn't even talk about himself. <laughs> <laughs> Tasha says no redemption, but that's okay because I guess Tasha didn't do as well last episode. Yeah. Um, Matt says every week, Maddie. Sorry, I said Matt. That's okay. <laughs> Maddie. We know. We know. Maddie says every week I put something funny on my head. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Maddie says that's every why week. He needs to learn how to use grown-up flavors. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I learned a little more, but also I'm reminded that I know nothing like Jon Snow. He didn't say that. It's a Game of Thrones reference. Ah. Um, He's like, yeah, I thought they were underbaked, so that went better than I expected. (laughs) Because Paul said they were overbaked. So, hmm. Okay. Uh, Let's do the technical. Let's. All right. Up next is the technical. And this week, it's set by the wonderful Prue. Her words of advice are, this recipe is so delicious, you can hardly go wrong with the flavor. So what they are looking for is exquisite presentation. Hmm. But they're also looking for flavor. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> the bakers are tasked to make a tart au pomme, which is basically an apple tart. And their apple tart should consist of a short, buttery pastry case filled with a smooth almond frangipan and apple puree. Topped with glazed apple slices arranged in a way that's very pleasing to the eye. Mm, yeah. And they have two and a half hours to complete it. I was talking to one of my friends about this apple tart. Mm-hmm. They're like, man, that's such a fancy apple pie. Which <laughs> 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 is kind of what it is. Yeah. It's like a very upscale, expensive looking apple pie. This week is all about expensive. Yeah. Fancy. Bakes. Finance. Yeah. <laughs> We learned that it's Prue's favorite dessert and that it has to go in the oven three times. The key is that the apples have to be really, really thin. Otherwise, they don't get baked enough and they look clumsy, which I think is going to come into play. <clears throat> oh, yeah. They, some of them do look clumsy. Okay. All right. I'm going to go over the bottom two bakers. All right. Unfortunately, in last place, we have Tasha. <clears throat> um, yeah, she did not do well. She had, she had problems with the the blind bake. Mm-hmm. She didn't bake it enough. Mm-hmm. And when she put everything together, it kind of fell apart. During judging, they said it's a disaster. <laughs> um, Paul could tell that they struggled to come out of the tin, the pastry, and he said overall it looks very messy. So just the thing that Prue was warning them against. That's what happened to Tasha. She had some thick slices too. Yeah. Um, they said her tart wasn't baked enough. The pastry was very raw, and it fell apart. So, I, yeah, Tasha doing very terribly in the technical. Good thing it doesn't matter. Yep. <laughs> well, maybe it does. All right, next we have Dan in third place. During judging, they said that they noticed they split in his base, which is kind of clumsy. 
But after they like bite into it, they say, even though it's cracked, it tastes pretty good. Um, the French pan needs to be stronger, but overall, still delicious. So I think there's a big gap between last place Tasha and third place Dan. Mm. And in second place, we have Maddie this week. Paul says it's quite neat. Prue says it's very neat, and the apples are beautifully arranged. Paul says that the pastry could have had a little bit longer in the oven. Just put a little bit more flash of color on it. Prue did say that the pastry was crisp on the bottom, but a little bit soggy in some places. Mm. Which leaves first place, Josh. Paul says that it's quite neat. Just a little bit of a split. It does melt in the mouth. It's delicious. Prue says the apples are very nicely thinned, sliced, and they're nicely arranged. It's lovely. And it did look really good. Josh, my boy Elf. He knocked my this boy. one out. That elf is my boy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Josh is in good shape. Or technical doesn't matter. So who knows? That's true. <laughs> At the end, we do hear from our baker. Josh says, first in technical, it's taken nine weeks. I get, I, that's amazing that he hasn't gotten first in technical. It is actually pretty amazing. I mean, but he's only won one star baker. It's not like he's won two like everybody else. Yeah. Okay, Prue. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, he's over the moon. Maddie says that he's really pleased with that. He saw Josh's, to be fair, and though, yeah, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> we hear from Dan. He says third. He's happy with that because there was absolutely nothing between them. So I think he thinks that it was really close. Between his and like Maddie's? Yeah, he says it was like splitting hairs, to be honest, and the financiers couldn't have gone any better, could they? He's had such an ace day. It's been brilliant. Dan is on cloud nine. He is. Yeah. To which Tasha says, what a disaster. Last place. So she needs to try and not let the stress get to her head in the showstopper. She could very easily go home. Yeah. Then we get like a judges round table. They say Dan came back into the tent. Like every week. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Dan came back. He's popped the back up in like performance. They said Josh was first and second to go, but his signature tasted a bit artificial. Like AI. Hi, this is Lemon. And I'm Elderflower. If you enjoy listening to the podcast, please leave a genuine review and rating on your listening platform. Your support and feedback is greatly appreciated. And now back to Q&M. Uh, they say Maddie got second and second to go and his signature wasn't his best. So I think he's like somewhere in the middle bottom. Yeah. And they say Tasha made a mess of an apple tart. She needs to win the showstopper. <laughs> so I think Tasha is definitely in last place at this point. Yeah. And Paul says something very like interesting. He said, it's all going down to the showstopper, which is something we've definitely never heard before. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's do the showstopper. Let's. For the showstopper bake of the semifinal patisserie week, the bakers are asked to make a meal foy, which is a highly decorated pastry with buttery flaky layers. The bakers get four hours. Uh, Paul and Prue said that they're looking for at least four layers of proper puff pastry. No rough puff. No shortcuts. Okay? This is the pastry challenge. They're looking for gorgeous laminations. The trick is to keep chilling the pastry, which keeps the layers. So our first baker up is uh, someone we have a new nickname for, which is Handshake Dan. <laughs> which is what Noel calls him. I like that. Handshake Dan is making hypersonic milfoy which is his take on a tiramisu in the shape of an electric guitar. Insert electric guitar riff. Okay. 
Prue comments that she likes how he is shaping the pastries to look like a guitar, but she's worried about the mirror glaze on top. During judging, he said that his his bake it looks good, but they can kind of see that the it's kind of squeezed because he put the chocolate on top of the cream. Mm. And he's like, "Yeah, I should put the cream on top of the chocolate." <laughs> 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 but other than that, it looks pretty good. Um, it does look like a guitar, which is cool. They said that uh, the decoration yeah, is exceptional. The flavors are fantastic when they bite into it. The coffee is at the right level. Everything tastes good, except for the mirror glaze, which mm. Prue kind of like said she was worried about. Mm-hmm. They did say it tastes a little rubbery. Yeah. So maybe Dan like sacrificed a little bit of texture to get the right look. Yes. Yeah. Gambling man, Dan. Yeah. All right. Up next is Josh. He is making a lemon, blackberry, and black currant millefoyer. We learned that this is a celebration for his nan, and he's gone for the colors that he's associated with her a lot, which are yellows, purples, and pinks. During judging, Prue says that it's a thing of beauty. Paul says the lamination that he's achieved is exceptional. It flakes and it's flat. It's not dipping, and he likes that. Prue says that she wants to clap. It's so perfect. <laughs> Paul says he's done an amazing job with the pastry. It literally crumbles in your mouth. However, he thinks he slightly overbaked it by minutes, to which I had a huge sigh of relief. I feel like Josh should have gotten a handshake. <sighs> if Prue could give out handshakes, she would have given him one. Well, she Just, doesn't. No, she instead she goes like a woot woot. And Josh... That's my that's my elf. <laughs> yeah. Prue did say that she very seldom disagrees with Mr. Hollywood, but she does not think the pastry is overbaked. Yeah, I think she thought it was perfect. Wow. So Josh gets a Prue handshake. We don't count those. She didn't get a handshake too. <laughs> well, like, he, he got the highest compliments from Prue. Remember we gave... <laughs> oh, we didn't give points, but remember there was like a Prue squeal oh, of yeah. approval? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I guess Josh didn't get a Prue squeal. <laughs> <laughs> it this thing though looked really good. I mean, it looked the most like fancy out of anything in this yeah, episode. It looked the most expensive. <laughs> yeah, Josh is in good shape going into the finale. I'm going to say that. All right, next we have Maddie who is making a taste of Italy Milfoy, which <laughs> which contains three alcohols: <laughs> limoncello, marsala, and amaretto. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, he says he's kind of ch- uh, channeling the flavors of an Italian dessert. It's kind of the three-tiered Italian wedding cake. <laughs> no kind of jokes that Maddie needs to find the right alcohol levels because Paul and Prue had different like tolerances. Mm. I'm thinking. I think he's like saying that Prue needs a lot more alcohol than Paul. Does. We know she likes it boozy. <clears throat> she likes to party. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Remember when? Remember party week? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, um, the, when Paul and Pooh are kind of like talking about the bakers, Paul says that he's kind of concerned with the flavor with because the, there's three alcohols. And because he's working with alcohol, he doesn't want to eat his bake and think, I can't drive now. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so, was, Paul having a funny comment. There. That was actually one of my funny. Yeah, but Paul, he's a funny guy. People don't think of him as a funny guy, but he's funny. Mm-hmm. During judging, they say his, uh, his milk boy looks like a celebration. However, it was a minor mistake to use the cake tin to cut the pastry because it kind of squashed the edges and kind of squashed the whole thing. 
which the judges noticed right away. Mm-hmm. Paul says that he doesn't like the puff pastry after eating it. Um, it's too rubbery. It should have been cooked more. It should be flakier. The masala flavor is spot on, but yeah, they don't like the texture of it, which is a big misstep from Patty here. Mm. So yeah, I think if he just cooked it more, he would have done very well. Yeah. All right, up next is Tasha. She's making a mango mojito milifolie. And it's her birthday. Yeah, we got to talk about that. <laughs> I mean, what a stressful birthday. <laughs> I mean, she did say this is one that she won't forget. And yeah. We learned that she's doing inverse puff pastry where the butter goes on the outside. Prue comments that it's supposed to be much more difficult. And it is. Yeah. She struggles with it quite a bit, but does pull it off. When 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 she says that, yeah, and then the judges were questioning it, I was like, "No, Tasha, <laughs> not now. <laughs> Now's not the time to like do this." Maybe she was going all or nothing. I you think know what I mean? Because she was like she taking a to... play from Dan. Yeah, <laughs> all in. She was going big or going home. Yeah. All right, during judging. Well, also, she, even though her puff pastry kind of came out, toward the end, she ran out of time, and Dan was trying to help her actually yeah. assemble everything together. It was very nice of him. Yeah. We love to see it. During judging, Paul does say that he likes the pipework and the decoration, but it's not particularly square. Obviously, she had to rush at the end, so she didn't have a chance to cut it. Uh, the lamination, though, is incredible. It's flaking beautifully. Prue says it really looks delicious. However, Paul does say that the mango curd is very grainy. Mm. So it's not as smooth as the other two, Prue says. Paul does say that she's done well with her lamination. Her flavors are good, but that mango curd isn't right. Mm. So she actually got the, the pastry right. Yeah. But she didn't get one of the flavors right. Yeah. Maybe because she ran out of time. Could have been. Yeah. It was a struggle. Yeah. Um. After the segment, Tasha says, yeah. Not ideal. I'm disappointed in myself because I know I could do better. Oof, rough times for your birthday. <laughs> Maddie says, flavors they liked. The pastry didn't have enough color and the way I cut it could be a problem. And then we get into the judges round table. They say Josh's bake was epic. The look of it was perfect. The flavors were really good. I think he should have gotten a handshake. <laughs> Not for something that's slightly overbaked. Yeah, I don't know. It looked amazing, though. It did. I'll give him a handshake. Okay, yeah. no points. 15 points. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you two points. <laughs> really? No. Okay. <laughs> it's coming down to the wire. I know. Uh, Dan also did well. Um, the Miracle is a slightly rubbery, but it was very thin, so not a big problem. Star Baker is between Josh and Dan. Um, Maddie and Tasha are in trouble. He said Maddie's flavors were good, but the puff pastry needed longer in the oven. Tasha had good lamination, but there was a big issue with the curd. And then we get into results. So, Star Baker, going into the finale next week. And first Baker, guaranteed finale, is Josh. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, my number one pick. Mm -hmm. I'm not surprised. He's my, I'm going to say right now, he's my, my prediction to take it all. We'll see. I mean, we will see, but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's, he, yeah. I think he's a strong, like, 
right now is definitely the time to peak in the season. Mm-hmm. And to get Starbaker going into the semifinal, that's a big deal. Or going into the final, that's a big deal. Mm-hmm. So Josh is one to look out for next week. I mean, I guess there's only three people to look out for. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, uh, yeah, Josh is good. I, I have high hopes on Josh. Next there week. are a few people not to look out for. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> and unfortunately, someone has to go home. <laughs> and uh, on her birthday, <laughs> Tasha gets sent home. <sighs> and this was very harsh. It was. I mean, she did so well prior to this episode. Yeah. But watching the episode, you. You can kind of tell that she's kind of falling behind. She was struggling. <sighs> Tasha says, it's okay. I'm just emotional. Just starting to say goodbye to people. And that's when it really hits. They really are friends for life. Bake Off is a really supportive and loving environment. It's changed me to realize that I can do so much more. Such a special place. I'm very lucky to be a part of it. So, Tasha... We bid you farewell. You're one of our baker, favorite bakers this mm-hmm. season. Mm-hmm. And also props out to uh, Daryl, yeah. the BSL guy. Yes. He's probably like, finally, I can go home. <laughs> 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 I didn't know Tasha would make it this far. <laughs> but yeah. Um, or he's like, yeah, I got nine weeks of pay out of this. He only planned to be busy till week three. <laughs> I mean, we, we hear from like Maddie that like, no, no, Dan said he bought like tickets to some like concert or yeah. something. <laughs> uh, he was talking about how like a showstopper make like he was supposed to go see like a band, but he didn't know he would get that far. So that's why he made the guitar, <laughs> <clears throat> which is funny. Uh, Josh says, Oh my goodness, I can't believe it at all. Star Baker in the semifinal is highly incredible. My nan would have been so happy. She'd have come down next week as well. Really chopped. So good stuff for Josh. Yep. Dan says, I can get a smile off of that. Thinking about walking out next week and the Baker's families and my families will be there. Hopefully make them proud as well with what I've done. Dan is on cloud nine. Maddie says, who'd have thought it? I never told anyone that I felt like I was a good Baker. And I am definitely am growing confidence. I just want to give a good account of myself. I don't want any catastrophes next week. And then people are looking like, how has he got here? So fair, a few days of practice coming up. I, I feel like Maddie's still thinking like he needs to prove himself. But he, you got to the finale, Maddie. Because he's the most favorite baker. Yeah, he is the fan favorite this year. But he's baked well as well. He's baked really well. Yeah. So that's the the final three: Josh, Dan, and Maddie. Crazy. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, Tasha. I, I really thought Tasha was going to make it. I did too. But yeah, that is the episode. Um, shall we do our segments? Let's do it. Favorite bake? I'm about to go with Josh's showstopper. Oh, really? I think I should have gotten the handshake. I guess you Even have. Even the slightly overbaked. You have a palate for overbaked things. <laughs> Prue said it was perfect. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you could be the... Final judge, the third yeah. judge on whether or not it was overbaked. They should, should they have a third judge? No, that's too many judges. Like when there's a tie, they bring in <laughs> special guest judge. Spice Q? Adams from Q? American Baking oh. Show. <laughs> they get one of the spices from American Baking Show. Either a baby it's spice or baby spice. spice. <laughs> I feel like baby spice would be more in the area. Yeah, you're right. Although I, I do not know where she currently resides. But. 
She lives in L.A. Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> could right. be. Could be. What was your favorite, Vic? I'm going with Handshake Dan. Mm. I'm going with his expensive financiers. Oh, how surprising for you to pick one of your bakers. I always, <laughs> I always err on the side of my bakers. <laughs> that seems pretty. All right. What is your funniest dark moment? <laughs> we just changed the category. Yeah. <laughs> because... I mean, it, it was a dark moment. It's Tasha getting sent home on her birthday. Oh, That was like man. the darkest moment in this episode. Wow, you have the darkest <clears throat> humor. But the, the real one is like her mini uh, modes looking like coffins that no can live in. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's yours? Is Natasha getting sent home on her birthday? No. <laughs> As I'm trying to find... I'm not laughing at that. I'm laughing at that. You might think that's funny because you have a very dark sense of humor. Did you hear that Josh has a titanium plate in his head? Yeah. I wonder what happened there. He had not in a... Injury is an injury, right? Yeah, that's amazing. Maybe that helps him with his rugby, or maybe it was, I don't know. Yeah, all right. Also, when Tasha went to check her oven, I happened to notice that there was a it looked it was out of focus, but it looked like a tiny kangaroo with an Australian flag. Oh, really? Yeah, and I liked it. That was your funniest dark moment. It's kind of like when there was a squirrel in the freezer. I just like to find things that are <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Is this show like a it's Where's like, Waddle book? Yeah, well, it's Wally. Oh, yeah, Where's Wally book? In the yeah. UK, they call it Wally. Yeah, I try to find all the plushies and yeah. <laughs> all the hidden plushies. You're doing your own like personal scavenger hunt yeah. throughout the show. We should, oh, should we do like Bake Off Bingo where we have <laughs> a card of <laughs> things that occur in the tent? Oh, we could and, do that. And then if one of us gets to bingo, we get a certain amount of points. Uh, you got yeah or you, mm. yeah something like that. I was thinking more like a torture, but mm, I mean <laughs> but yeah, the, but it, yeah. I mean, there's a couple things that they always do is like Paul saying like, but they need to also it, it tastes good. But it needs to also look good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or like right before they go to techno, they're like timing is everything. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. pay attention to the time. Yeah, we should do a Bake Off Bingo bonus. Bonanza. Yeah, maybe we should. Next season. That'll be funny. Yeah. All right. Fantasy update. How are we looking going into the finale? Well, you earned the maximum amount of points as far as the technical, because you had first and second. Plus, you had Star Baker, Mm -hmm. which gave you 17 points this week. You got a handshake. If it was not for the handshake, I would have only gotten three points. But because of the handshake worth five, that gives me eight points. Yeah. So the total going into the final round is Team Q219, Team M250. So how much is the winner of the whole thing gets 15 points. Plus, as we all know, the final is typically a handshake. Handshake festival. Festival. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I need Josh and Maddie to each get a handshake in the signature, the showstopper, and the technical. <laughs> I mean, you can argu- arguably say that my baker is the least strongest of the three going in. So anything can happen. Yeah, it's still possible. 
But we're going to go ahead and buy some milk and oatmeal cookies. <laughs> Just in case. <laughs> Just in case. It's going to come down to the wire. It really is. Yeah, well. All right, guys. One more episode left. Thank you for listening. If you like the podcast, uh, please leave us a video on Apple. It helps us a lot. We look forward to hearing you. Or ah, we look forward to discussing. <laughs> we also like to listen to you. Yeah, we podcast. like to listen to you guys. Yeah. You know, we're good listeners. We practice that active listening. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we look forward to talking about the finale next week. Um, one more episode. Thank you guys for listening. Bye. <laughs>